0: Today, on the Lockdown Blues podcast, the St. Louis Blues faced off against the Chicago Blackhawks last night in preseason, continuing their preseason dominance, winning four to one. However, it wasn't all sunshine and rainbows as Scott Pernovich had suffered yet another injury, and the optimism isn't too high from Craig Berube. So I'm going to be reacting to the win, but also be reacting to the injury. And talking about should the Blues go out and trade for a defenseman now that Perunovic might be out long-term. Should be a very fun episode. Make sure you all stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues. Your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. Welcome to the show. If this is your first time here, welcome, welcome. If you're a returning viewer, thanks for coming back. Thanks for making Lockdown Blues your first listen. We are free and available wherever you can get your podcast, plus on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button, getting close to 500 subscribers. Big milestone. Big fun stuff there. Uh, One quick note before I continue. I know that the audio in the YouTube videos has been a point of contention lately. I've been really wrestling uh, with how to improve the quality. It's not a microphone issue. I saw some of you guys commenting that. It's more of a connection issue. The uh, the host that we use to stream our, our videos. So I can get like these really cool graphics that you see, um, relies on internet connection and my internet connection has been a little bit spotty. So that's why the audio has been a little bit spotty. However, I think, I think, I think I finally came up with a solution. Um, you'll notice it in the last episode I posted, I took it down and reposted it. Today's episode should be good on YouTube as well. So I appreciate you guys bearing with me. Uh, and Hey, here's to, uh, some beautiful audio in YouTube videos moving forward. Uh, good feedback from you guys. I didn't even notice it was that bad in yesterday's episode, so um, should be better now. Uh, but please, like I said, let me know if you have any other uh, criticisms, constructive criticisms. It makes the show better, especially doing this on my own. Uh, it, it's been difficult to sort of iron out everything, you know, editing the audio, editing the video, uh, doing the social media, all that stuff. Uh, so I, I'm still learning, and I appreciate you guys, you know, having my back, supporting me, all that fun stuff. So today's episode should be the first of many in a stream of new quality, higher quality uh, content. That being said, though, let's just jump into today's episode. The first segment is going to be about the game between the St. Louis Blues and Chicago Blackhawks. The second segment is going to be about Scott Prunovich and his injury and just sort of what it means for him and his career. And then the third segment is going to be addressing some rumors uh, that the Blues have been in because of the Scott Prunovich injury, Jake and, of course, who else would be in those rumors? So let's just jump right into it, shall we? Um, first things first, the blues did play a game last night and it was a fun game. It was a fun game. Uh, a little bit touch and go there for a little bit. Um, uh, Craig Barubi commented that he wasn't too happy with the effort of the team up until the third period. And I would tend to agree. I think they definitely looked a little bit sloppy, a little bit sluggish, a little bit slow. However, that is understandable because they've been on the ice. I think it was six days straight, um, you know, working hard, playing hard um, all that fun stuff, but they looked good in the third period, you know, where it really mattered. They, they went in and they really shut the door against a, a mediocre Blackhawks team, you know, as we all know. So Ryan O'Reilly opened up the scoring with a power play goal. He went on to have a great night. He had a goal and two assists looking like he has not lost a step. That was definitely a concern for me heading into the season with Ryan O'Reilly's contract being up, you know, is he going to regress, uh, or is he going to be that same dominant player that we know and love? And it is just preseason, but last night was a really good indication that, Ryan O'Reilly is still a darn good player. He's still the one center uh, to an extent. You know, he can still go out there and produce offensively and defensively. And he looked great on both ends of the ice. He scored a power play goal uh, off of a tip-in just two minutes into the game. The Blues continue to score fast and early in these games, which I appreciate. Uh, You know, it really takes a lot of the stress out of those beginning game situations. Uh, Blackhawks tied it up near the end of the second period. Uh, and then it was a little bit touch-and-go there. You know, it really felt like the Blues might let this one slip away. But the third period was very strong. Um, Justin Falk came in about halfway through, scored another power play goal. So that's two power play goals in this game. The power play has looked really, really, really good um, in the uh, in the, the preseason so far. Scott brunovich has looked good on the power play with an assist on that first goal from O'Reilly. Unfortunately, you know, he was injured, so he won't be able to be that power play quarterback at the beginning of the regular season. And who knows how long he's going to be out because... The optimism was was not there uh, in terms of post-game comments from Craig Rube. But that'll be that's a second segment issue. Uh, so Justin Fall gets a goal, assisted from Ryan O'Reilly and Braden Shen, which I liked. And then oh I gotta even see this guy's first name. Griffin Luce, Luci, Luce, Griffin. Gets a gets a, a go-ahead, or not a go-ahead goal, a goal that doubles the blues lead, puts him up 3-1. Big goal from him, another assist from Ryan O'Reilly, and the first preseason point for Jordan Cairo, the new Highly paid man, so good to see there. And then Nikita Alexandrov gets another power play goal to put the Blues up 4-1 at the tail end of the game uh, with assists from Klim Kossin and Matt Kessel. So a couple notes from this game uh, before we head into the first break. The first line of uh, Brandon Saad, Ryan O'Reilly, and Jordan Cairo, I believe it was, uh, looks pretty good out there. Um, I want to confirm before I go on and talk about the whole segment, I'm pretty sure that's who it was out there, because uh, Craig Ruby did say that he could foresee, yeah, Brandon Saad, Ryan O'Reilly, Jordan Cairo, uh, Craig Ruby did come out and say that he could see that being a uh, a first line that he sticks with, at least to start the regular season, and I talked about it a little bit in yesterday's episode, about how I would like to see that, and you know, the potential of that line. I think we saw it last night. They didn't get any 5v5 goals, but O'Reilly and Kyra looked like a good duo when they were out there on the power play, um, producing some good opportunities and stuff. So I would love to see that line stick together. I think it looked really good. Um, Power play looked really, really good. As I said, it looks like they they haven't lost a step from last year when they had a really strong power play and stuff. So uh, I think special teams is going to be a big positive for the St. Louis Blues. Uh, heading into this season I think they're going to have a lot of success uh, on the power play and the penalty kill as well both areas have looked very very good for the St. Louis Blues uh, that being said though there is a little bit more i want to talk about from this game before jumping into the scott prunovich injury but before i get into that i want to tell you guys about our good friends over at bet online now BetOnline.net is your number one source for football and hockey betting info this season you can find all the latest player developments team matchups news podcasts and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find and as always bet online remains your continued source all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events including mlb mma boxing and golf so head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts be right back with the second half of today's episode all right so a few more notes that i wanted to hit um from from the game a few more positives before we get into some of the negatives and the first of which is the goaltending uh jordan binnington looked really really good he stopped all but one of the shots he faced uh and looked very confident doing it he had that huge toe save that kept the blues you know in contention in that game uh that was all over twitter you know if you missed that it was a really good save definitely go check that out um but binnington looked good i talked about him in the in the preview um which went up on YouTube for a little bit, but ended up on YouTube today. So a little bit out of order there just due to the audio issues. But if you didn't listen to the preview before the game, I really nailed it in the sense that I I anticipated Jordan Vington coming out and looking dominant. Again, I said, you know, it is just preseason, but he's going to come out with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to come in angry from his injury and wanting to prove himself and wanting to prove that he is an elite starter in this league and not just a one-hit wonder. And he did that last night again. It's just preseason, so I'm not I'm not getting too high or too low off of anything. But again, similar to what I said about Thomas Grice, if he went out there and allowed, you know, five goals on ten shots, obviously that's an exaggeration, but still, if it was a very poor performance we'd be talking about it so that doesn't mean we can't talk about the positive performances as well and Jordan Bennington looked very very strong out there he looked confident he looked you know fully healthy and recovered flexible limber quick all those adjectives that you want to see out of a goalie Jordan Bennington embodied that to a T last night uh, and I also want to talk about the backup goalie and I want to I want to make sure I get that name right Vadim Jarenko I want to just give him a little bit of props um he was really good and there's a bit of a fun fact about him and his situation, his story. So he's a Russian goaltender and Russian athletes have been dealing with um, visa issues for a while just due to the war with Ukraine and all that stuff. So heading into training camp and heading into last night's game, um, I'm not sure exactly what the timeline is, but basically... Vadim Jarenko had not skated all summer. It had been 2 months before he had skated before he uh or since he had skated before he resumed activity with the Blues. I'm not sure how many practices he got in or if last night was his first time skating, but um definitely a stressful situation for him, you know, coming in as a as a goalie with almost no expectations with very, a ton of rust, you know. He hadn't skated in forever. Dealing with visa issues finally gets over. Finally gets a chance to shine in a preseason game, and he comes in and pitches a shutout in his limited minutes. Just great stuff there. Real positive story. Um, I hope maybe one day you know we'll see him up with the big club with the St. Louis Blues. You never know. Um, at least at the very least, I'd love to see him get some AHL action and stuff this year, um, depending on how that roster roster situation works out. But, anyways, positives aside. Oh no, there's one more positive actually. I forgot Nick Letty. He looked really good. Um, I have been worried about Nick Letty all off season. Just, you know, did the Blues make him, not make a mistake, but did the Blues kind of just settle for Letty? You know, and, and it's tough because in reality, they didn't have a whole lot of other options and the defense did improve when they brought in Nick Letty. But when they go out and give him this big extension, you definitely start to worry, like, is that really a guy you want to have committed to your top four defense for the next Four years um and even though it was only preseason last night he gave indian every indication that the answer to that question is yes he looked really really strong at times he was the best defenseman on the ice for the st louis blues um and it it kind of reflects on what i've been saying about nick letty this entire time and it's just like you can't you can't get your hopes up too much with him um and i mean that in the most complimentary way possible you know he's he's gonna he's a steady Eddie at defense he or a steady Letty that's that's pathetic um but he's he's you're gonna get sort of similar uh play from him night in night out he's never gonna be the guy that's gonna go out there and be flashy and be a number one defenseman but he is a solid player to fill a role on your team uh he he knows the system He does something really well that the Blues need in terms of his transition play and his breakout skills, you know, getting the puck from the defensive zone into the neutral zone. That is his primary skill. And he really put it on display um, with the St. Louis Blues last season. He really put it on display last night as well. And I'm optimistic about him heading into this season. I think he can surprise a lot of people now that he knows the system, uh, now that he, you know, is more comfortable with his playing partners and with the other defensemen and with the coaching style. I think he's going to have an even better uh, time with the Blues than he did at the tail end of last season uh last season was up and down for nick letty there were times where he looked really really good and there were times where he really felt you had to hide him um there were but like i said there were times in the colorado series where he did a really good job against guys like mckinnon but there were also other other times where felt you know he was a liability out there so if he can sort of shift that to being more of a a positive impact player and less of a liability obviously you know that's self-explanatory but I think he could have a pretty solid year for the St. Louis Blues and they can sort of have a a defense by committee situation going on with a really solid top four rather than uh, having a number one defenseman that you put out there for 30 minutes a night. As much as that would be nice, the Blues just don't have a guy that's equipped to do that right now. Um, But they do have four defensemen that can play, you know, 22, 24 minutes a night uh, and, you know have a lot of success doing that and nick letty is going to be a big part of that he has to be a big part of that and last night was it was a positive in terms of that now talked about a lot of positives two-thirds of this episode we're, were all good um scott prudovich got hurt again uh i'm just gutted man like beyond hockey i just feel bad for him i feel so bad for him um he's had a lot to prove you know undersized defenseman got passed over in, in in his entirety the first draft he was eligible nobody picked him he comes out gets drafted by the st. Louis blues um, wins the the Hobie Baker trophy you know tons of hype tons of potential battles with injuries you know basically is out for a majority of last season and and before that he's just shoulder injury wrist injury uh, he's just dealt with a lot and then he comes into this this training camp this preseason this year with the most solid role on the team that he's ever had and he gets hurt again it just sucks it you know just human being the human being you gotta feel for him he's I don't want to say he's you know he's lost his chance because I don't think that's true I don't think this injury is going to be season ending but you know he's coming into training camp ready he gotten tons of praise from the team from Craig Ruby about how ready he is and he had a solid role and he comes out and gets hurt and it's going to be a lot harder to reintegrate him into the lineup, you know, halfway through the season or a couple weeks into the season, whatever the injury ends up being versus if they were to try to integrate him right from week one, especially considering how competitive that third pairing defensively is going to be. He was always going to be battling for that spot and now it's going to be all that more difficult for him to, you know, have a solid impact season. So I hope he recovers soon. Um, I still have really high expectations for him. Uh, I think he can be a really solid player for the St. Louis Blues. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's time to overreact and say, you know, his career is over or he's a bust. and you need to ship him out and anything like that. It's just a fluke, you know, unless it's, I'm not sure if it's the same arm that he had dealt with a shoulder injury before. If so, that's concerning. You know, we've seen that with Vladimir Tarasenko in terms of having that shoulder issue um, be reoccurring. So I'm sure we'll learn more information about that in the coming days. But until then, you know, we just got to hope that he he's, you know, he's keeping his head up high. He's still doing what he can to to stay ready for when he does recover uh, injury wise. That being said, though, there are a lot of rumors of the Blues need to go out and trade for Jacob Chickering and all this stuff. So in this third and final segment, I'm going to be getting into those rumors. Should the Blues make a trade? Should they pull the trigger on a big trade or not? Make sure you stay tuned for that. Be right back. All right, so Scott Brunovitz gets injured. Half the reactions on Twitter are, oh, man, poor guy. You know, uh, you can't stay healthy. Wish the best for him. Then the other half of the reactions are, we need to go out and trade for Jacob Chikorin. And I don't know how I want to address this because... Jacob Chikorin has always been, and I think might always will be, a white whale trade prospect for the St. Louis Blues. He's a guy that his name is always going to come up whenever there's a vacancy at defense. He came up all last season, and then they didn't get him. They went out and they got Nick Letty, and now that Perunovic is injured, left defenseman, Jacob Chikorin is a left defenseman. The reactions are, oh, let's go get Chikorin. And I'm going to—I mean— surface level I'm going to maintain the same the same feelings that I've had since the beginning like would I love Jacob Jacob to be on the St. Louis Blues obviously he's a great player he's young he's stuck in an Arizona Coyotes organization that is limiting his potential and limiting his ability and he would only thrive with another team especially a team like the St. Louis Blues however the Arizona Coyotes with the Arizona Coyotes he might be their number one trade trade target or trade piece or he's up there um, And they're going to want a lot for him. And right now, with the Blues having their top four as short up as it is, I don't know how much sense it makes to go out and trade for a guy like Jacob Chikarin, uh when in reality, you have a top four that at least you think, excuse me, you think you can win with. And now, I'm not saying if you swap out Nick Letty for Jacob Chikorin, it won't make the Blues better, because, oh baby, would it make the Blues better? Would would swapping out Nick Letty for Jacob Chickering elevate the Blues defense to elite level? I think so. However, just looking at the way that they gave out contracts and looking at the contracts for the defensemen, I just don't think the Blues are interested in training for Jacob And Andy Strickland came out and said there have been no talks between the Blues and Coyotes regarding Chickering recently. So we can wish all we want, but the reality is it's probably not going to happen. And the asking price is also probably too high. I don't know what the asking price is, but based off of some of the trades we've seen this offseason i'm guessing it's astronomical and i'm guessing that's why the blues haven't pulled the trigger sooner um i think it makes sense i think it fits the timeline of robert thomas and jordan Cairo, and i wouldn't be surprised if you know next offseason or this upcoming offseason or even the trade deadline things get more serious but right now training camp preseason it just doesn't make sense you really don't see big trades happen right now typically in the nhl um you know, you, you got a group of guys that you've committed with, that you that they've worked together through training camp, and, and it just would be it would be a tall task to bring in a brand new, you know, X-Factor player like Chikorin and just say, you know, hey, guys, here's a new defenseman. He's going to be getting all your minutes. Adapt. Chemistry is so huge for the Blues. We saw that in the year that they brought in O'Reilly and Bozak and brought Perron back, and then they went on to win the Stanley Cup. But at first, the chemistry was so poor that the team just didn't have success. And right now is just not the time to bring in a guy like Jacob Chikorin. Um, speaking from the front office perspective. Obviously, if I got a notification on my phone right now, the Blues traded for Jacob Chickering, I would eat my words and be over the moon. I would love Jacob Chickerin to be on this team. I love when dynamic players are on the Blues. Obviously, that's the best part of hockey. Just logistically, it doesn't make sense right now. If Scott Perutovic is out long-term for the season and the defense struggles and Jacob Chikorin is still available come trade deadline or come next off season then yes it makes a heck of a lot of sense Uh, I'm not closing the door on that I think it I think it's something that the Blues have been linked to for a while for a reason um, because it makes a lot of sense like I said it just doesn't make sense right now you know like I said you don't see trades of of that magnitude happen two weeks before the regular season it just doesn't happen ever so put a bookmark in that. I'm sure Jacob Shikarin's name will be in plenty episode titles throughout this season and throughout the next offseason as rumors continue to swirl. And like I said, I would love nothing more to see him in a Blues uniform for the right price. I don't know. We'll see. That being said, that is all the time I have for you guys on today's episode of the Locked On Blues podcast make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to me on. It is completely free, as y'all know. Hit that subscribe button on YouTube, getting real close to 500, only about 25 away. Big milestone there, real exciting. Eight-year-old me would be losing his mind right now if I knew I had a YouTube channel. <laughs> um, but seriously, though, thanks for the support. I've been loving this YouTube stuff. It's a lot of fun. Uh, make sure you follow Locked On Blues on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at Lockdown Blues. You can follow me on Twitter. Josh Hyman NHL thank you all so much for listening and as always let's go Blues.